0: Hello, my name is Mimba Dodwell and this is Ordinary Artists. In this episode, I'm talking to Ambreen Razia, who just starred and wrote The Diary of a Hounslow Girl. It just finished touring the UK at the moment um, and it's coming back later in the year with someone new and she talks about um, how she was inspired to write this piece, how she got funding and any tips for upcoming writers. So here we go. Hello, so I'm sitting here at The National on the deck with Ambreen Razia who wrote and starred in Hansler Girl. So I wanted to ask you
1: how you got into acting and writing as well. Um, I, so basically I went to um, the University of West London which wasn't an accredited drama school um, and you know basically I came out expecting you know a plethora of roles and you know meaty sort of stuff I could sink my teeth into because all you want to do when you leave training is act you know you've been given like these amazing scripts and all you want to do is get on stage whereas actually the reality is very different so um what I ended up doing was I ended up facilitating for a year and working with girls in gangs and things like that um working with young women you know young mothers who were mothers from the age of 14 and I basically ended up observing young women for a year and you know it was always my you know having observed like um Certain sort of, you know, characters on, on on screen and on stage. I saw that, you know, young British Muslim girls, uh, you know, I couldn't find a character who had a bold, strong voice in theatre or on like on T- yeah. on TV on yeah, screen. Yeah, that's so true. You don't
0: you don't see any of them. No.
1: So I think it was a combination of working with those young women and also wanting to get that voice out there. That Hounslow girl came about, um, and also wanting to create a character that that exists because <laughs> yes, they do like you get you know young british muslim girls who who are just like any other 16 yeah. year old girls and quite often on screen they're represented to be quite passive or yeah, submissive as well submissive yeah and kind of like you know accepting their fate mm. and kind of like and it's just like you know like there are girls out there who want to question everything who are yeah. bold i went to you know school with girls like yeah that. um so that's where it came from
0: that's really nice and um how did you find touring around England? How were the different responses from different places? Because You did some in London and you also went to Birmingham, I think. Yeah. Yep. yeah. yeah. So um, how was
1: that? Um, I think, you know, the cities kind of understood it more yeah. because it was like they've seen that girl walking down their streets. <laughs> um, but I think, you know, for some places, um, you know, you very quickly suss out when you start the show um, where it's going to be more of an education for an audience, and where it's going to be more of a performance. <laughs> so you go to certain places, and they were like, "Didn't know this character <laughs> existed <laughs> at all. It's a brand new character, never seen them in their life." Because, you know, maybe in a place like Lyme Regis, for example, <laughs> in Dorset, you're not going to have a Hounslow girl walking yeah. down the street. So for them, it was like, "Whoa!" Like I didn't, I didn't realize, you know. Um, and you know, I had some responses where some people were like, "Oh, she's she wasn't born here." And I was like, well, no, she's, she's born in London. She That's was like, no. So... I know. And they were like, no, 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 she came over. And I was like, no, did you just not watch the show for 85 minutes? She was, <laughs> she's a very London, you know. That's
0: she's... so weird. But it just shows
1: you that actually the UK is yeah. so big. And, you know, that kind of character doesn't exist in, in those places. So, yeah, so I think it was very interesting going to some places, like I said, in a performance, some yeah. places it was more of an education yeah.
0: And um, I want to say, your promo little videos were probably the funniest videos I've seen. Yeah. The ones where you had someone filming you in, in your, on your couch or something, oh, and your yeah. mum coughing because <laughs> you're yeah. bronchitis. And that was really cool. I really yeah. liked that. And how did, you, how did you choose the style of theatre to do? Because it was very personal. It was like the audience were,
1: um, were your friend, like your very close friend. Yeah. I, I love theatre where it feels like a conversation. And you almost feel like it's like a peep show into their into their world so I very much wanted them to feel like they were part of it and there were times when it there are times when it is quite intense but actually you know for some young women growing up life is like that it is intense I mean I went to school with girls who young British Muslim girls a friend of mine at school said that growing up for her you know Two months felt like two years wow. because of all the kind of ducking and diving and trying to sort of balance those two coexisting worlds. So, yeah, it is quite intense. But that is the life of a teenager. Yeah. I mean, it's the end of the world. <laughs> every every <laughs> moment's <laughs> like, what's happening? <laughs> yeah, like, you know, yeah. they can have a breakup, and it's like, that's it. I'm done. I'm, it's, it's finished. Yeah. And actually, there are moments of that in the play, and I really wanted the audience to be very much involved mm-hmm. in that because sometimes I think with theatre. It very much feels like the audience is there yeah. and the performance is there. Um, whereas actually, I feel like it should be an experience where it feels inclusive and exciting. Yes. Um, so yeah, so I mean, the, some of the venues I went to, which were slightly more closer and yeah. smaller, I much preferred those to some of the more sort of bigger proscenium, you know, yeah, arch venues. Yeah, because
0: the show did lend itself to more cosier theaters rather than big. Yeah standing back and sort of looking
1: out at everyone. Yeah, I mean, you could do it, but at the same time it's like, you know, it is a conversation. Um, So yeah, that's (laughs) And how did
0: you get about, um, just for people who also want to write and get their shows, shown how did you go about applying for black theatre live
1: so basically i done a um a run of the show at oval house last year oh. um and it got a great response it got a, a bigger response than what i'd I'd hoped for you yeah. know i got a 500 pound budget it was part of their 33 percent commission and i was like oh you know just te- just tested yeah. it out and then bbc asian radio wanted to get in touch and bbc you know four and all these people and i was like whoa like I said, you know, obviously there is a want and need for this voice. Mm. So I applied for Black Theatre Alive and I applied for that, their small scale um, funding. And, you know, out of 50 applicants, I was very lucky, you know, to be successful and to be chosen. And from there, I just thought, you know what, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to develop it and make it the best it can be because yeah. this is one of the first voices for your young British Muslim girl. And it has to be a good one. Yeah. So, you know, spent that time, spent that money working with a dramaturg and getting into a place where I really, I, I felt like it had to be. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's sort of where it okay. came about.
0: And I saw that you're coming to Tara Arts later in the year again, so yes. I was really pleased about that. I was like, yes, it's coming about, so I'll, I'll invite more of my friends to come <laughs> see it. Yeah. And I also wanted to say, as you said, there's more, there is a, there is a need recently for more voices from Asian Asian women specifically and I've yeah. seen um, on BBC Three they've done a lot on they've done like a whole set on sort of Muslim lives and everything I watched some of them I really, I really enjoyed them Yeah, and um, you were also in The Murder by My
1: Father so mm. I want to know how that was working with that project um, I think you know it was it was amazing to be a part of that because it's an issue that needs to be raised it's a, a horrible violent you know thing yeah. that happens you know within the culture and you know I've I felt like it almost kind of, in a way, it sort of went hand in hand with Hounslow Girl* in terms of, you know, young women who who can be stripped of their voice. Um, so I think, yeah, I mean, it, it was it was amazing to be a part of that, um, and again, just getting those stories out there, those, uh, you know, particularly young women being the central sort of um, the main character of the story. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was incredible to mm-hmm. be a part of. I, you know, was very very lucky, but think it my my sort of deepest passion is to continue writing right, okay. you know for 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 theater for for theater full screen both but just to kind of get those untold stories out there yeah um so that's why it was great to be murdered by my father because it was an untold story and i was lucky enough to be a part of it so that yeah. was
0: yeah it was really good and as you said like writing especially for you writing it you know you know the lives of these girls you've been with them and also you can express your life and your story yeah um and i want to know what what sort of narratives would you like to see more on screen and tv for asian actors
1: um i think more universal narratives like i think that you know a lot of stuff is quite issue heavy sometimes and those don't get me wrong those those stories have to be out there but as well as that you know you need to have just those very universal stories of you know where young girls can actually watch it and relate and think oh my god that's me yeah it doesn't have to be about you know like an honor killing or Mm. extremism terrorism you know it's just like it can be a young girl young muslim girl sitting in her bedroom going oh my god like i can relate to that that's (laughs) me because you know even like with novels and stories and books for ya readers it lacks for young Black and Asian yes, and ethnic, d- yeah. yeah. So really those stories does, yeah. do lack. So mm-hmm. I feel like they need to. That the more universal stories need to be more pro, uh, prevalent, and they need to be, you know, accessible for yes. for young people. Yeah.
0: I also, as you said, like it's important for the girls themselves to see themselves reflected. Yes. But also, I I must admit, like when I see Asian or Asian or Muslim or any of any other ethnicity, I'm friends with quite a variety of ethnicities, yes. and especially with M- Muslim. Um, girls, my Muslim friends are not the people that I see reflected on TV no. Like I'm like, oh, they're no, not like that they're, they're, not at all. there's a varying degree some may be in that situation but the ones I know and the vast majority are just like any other teenager or any other young woman or any other, any range yeah. it doesn't really matter I also
1: want to ask you, um, do you have any tips for writing for anyone who's um, I would say, out? I mean, the, I think the best is to write about something you're very deeply passionate about and you feel like write about something that you wish existed so you know if, if you feel like there's a story that's missing um, you know write. basically you're going to stick to it you're more likely there's there's more of a chance that you're going to stick to it and you're going to continue writing because mm-hmm. writing is quite a, a long it can be quite a tedious process mm-hmm. so it needs to be a story you're deeply passionate about that you can connect to and that you feel like is lacking um, so that's what I would suggest and also getting other people to have a look at your writing as well because sometimes you can get so caught up in your own world and you think this is great and then you put it on and you're like no like people are like there's stuff that's missing so with Hounslow Girl because I worked with the dramaturg it was just you know totally different eye um and actually they they come from a point of view the audience's point of view and what they sort of you know want to see not in terms of narrative wise but in terms of just you know the sort of convention wise like you know what it would appeal to to them because sometimes we can get a bit self-indulgent with ourselves yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's like i want to well i'll share what's
0: on my mind like everything and, yeah and there's other things that people find will want to know find interesting that yeah. we didn't we didn't think about um but i'll say yeah thank you very much for that that was no, really that's nice and thank you i'm gonna say i'm gonna hopefully come see to Hansler girl again so yeah, it's like also to see. going on
1: tour next year <gasps> oh it's been commissioned but i'm not doing it so okay. I'm, I'm hanging the hounslow girl hat yeah up. Um, but it will be going to the places that we didn't go, so Manchester, okay. you know, Leeds, and places like that. Um, but it'll be a brand new actress, and uh-huh. very, very excited. I can't wait. Um, so yeah, it's going to continue and carry on. Yeah, so yeah that's really nice. And yeah. are you doing any other projects at the moment? Or? So I'm currently writing my next play, which is Pot, and that's uh-huh. about um, young people who. Get lost in the care system. Oh, um, that's, that's a very interesting topic. I must admit that does not get touched upon. No, much. and they, yeah. they sort of just end up slipping through the cracks of society, um, and also girls in gangs as well. That's something that's not raised, nice. um, and actually gang culture itself yeah. and how it can how people kind of look for temporary avenues of love because mm. they're not getting it at home. Um, so that's something I'm working on now, and also um, the Hounslow Girl series, which is coming out very soon um so working on that so that's amazing. Yeah, so um yeah and i suppose with the series as well it's a way to be able to get that story out to those wider, all, wider a wider doesn't. audience and like i said young girls yeah. were sitting in their bedroom thinking i need something to relate to you know and so yeah so that's the purpose of that series oh wow all okay, right well thank you very much for that and thank you good luck with all your ventures thank you <laughs>
0: Thank you for listening. You can follow me at Ordinary Artists on both Twitter and Facebook.